Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. All season long, the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, just wanted to pass along. Stay safe, everybody, during these challenging times. Momentarily, we'll hook up with today's headliner for our show for touchback safety. Touchback remains open for training and taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and their clients. That's touchback safety. We're just uh, navigating a hookup here with Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. Brendan, just give me the go-ahead when we're good to go. A reminder that you can text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. And the title sponsor of Oilers now is Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We are pleased to uh, welcome back to the show Edmonton Oilers General Manager, Ken Holland. Ken, how are you doing? Good, nice to be with you. Yeah, absolutely. How did that conference call go? Good, bad, indifferent? I was General... not on the... Uh, I was not oh, you were not on it? I was not on the owner's call, no. Okay. Uh, Bob Nicholson. Uh, Bob Nicholson. And then... Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, from, from your perspective, I mean, this has got to be... I mean, as as a general manager of a team that uh, was looking to take a big step forward here this year and put themselves in a pretty big spot, uh, and I know it pales in comparison with the greater concern in society, a little bit of a frustrating time just that, you know, as a GM, you're used to maybe being being able to make some things happen, and right now you're not really in a position to do anything, are you? Well, I mean, I think, you know, Bob, it's a... um you know, it's an uh, unprecedented time for everybody on uh, in the world, and um, you know, obviously the the goal is to get to win the, the war with the pandemic and uh, slowly work our way back to to normal life. And in the meantime, as as I'm sitting, uh, you know, as we're all home, I'm you know dreaming about the the potential, the opportunity to hopefully finish the. Uh, the 1920 season and um, see what we can accomplish. How important do you think it would be for this group to go through 
that sort of experience to grow together with, you know, potentially, uh, the, and maybe it's, you know, you, you play six or seven more regular season games if we can get back up and going and then go through a playoff run together. Uh, from your perspective, how important would that be? Well, well, Bob, I think it was really important. I, I think as we as we finished, we, what, we had played 71 games. I mean, really, we were in the playoffs. You, you know, I think the important... Um, you know, in playing important games, you know, they, the games that we were looking at the last 11 games in the regular season, we still had to play our way in. You know, they were playoff games and, and um, um, or playoff type games and, and, then, and then certainly the playoffs. So all those experiences um, over the long haul are valuable in the development of a team, the development of a, of a young player. And, uh, um, you know, I you know, I, I think even Bob, you know, as we got out of Christmas break and we started to get into the new year, um, you know, we, we knew that we, I think everybody knew that we had to, to find a way to take our game to another level or we were going to slowly, you know, kind of play our way out of the playoff race. And to the credit of the, of our, of our players and the coaches, they, they did raise their game and we played, we played at a high level, uh, um, or much higher level, you know, from the first of January up until uh, till the season was um, was paused. Um, you know, those are those that those are important um, um, stepping stones along the way. Like I said, to try to to build a team that you, you know, we're all trying to build a team that can legitimately compete for the Stanley Cup. And for me to define to compete, how do you compete for the Stanley Cup? One, you make the playoffs, and you got to make the playoffs. You want to make the playoffs consistently. You want to have multiple opportunities to try to go on a playoff run, and then over the course of 82 games, you like to to finish in the top. You know, you like to open at home. Well, four teams open at home. That means you're the you're in the top four teams in terms of points out of 15 or 16 teams in your conference. And those teams that are able to accomplish that multiple times, um, you start to get uh, you start to, to get experience. You start to put yourself in a position on an annual basis where you get an opportunity, legitimate opportunity to go on a playoff run and one day you, you want to be the, the last team standing. So certainly what was going on, I think, in January, February, March, and as we were looking to the rest of March and April to conclude the season was we were, the games were incredibly important. We had to, we had to raise our games and I think those, are, those were important times, again, in, in, in developing this team. Are you surprised? how far Leon Dreisaitl came, especially once he started centering his own line. Or conversely, had he already kind of proven it in your mind last year when he had the 50-goal, 105-point campaign? Um, well, I mean, obviously I saw his, his statistics, you know, from afar. I mean, I was in a different conference, and, and um, um, but, you know, he had done something last year, 50 goals and 100 points. He had done something last year that Nobody in the league had done the previous five seasons, which was to get 50 goals and 100 points in the same season. So when you start doing things that nobody else does over five years, and you look at his age, he was 23 years of age, um, you know that he's he's, he's stepping into um, one of the best young forwards in the game. And then I think this year he took another he took another step. Um, he, he, how do you take another? Well, he's backed it up. You know, you, when you do it once. You know, when you do something once, the other team, the other the, the other coaches, they game plan to try to stop you from doing it again. 
and that's the challenge of when you do it once to, to do it twice to do it three times and he was he obviously was backing up um a tremendous year a year ago with an even better year this year you know that's that speaks to his uh, development as a as an elite as an elite player uh, you know the the summer training the the the, the, the mindset the, the preparation um the, all the things that going that go into taking your, your your career you know to another to another level. We're joined by Oilers general manager Kent Holland, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Just a couple more questions about the, the season to this point. Kent Connor Yamamoto. Uh, I, I talked to multiple coaches in the last two weeks, and they've all said the same thing. Stone Cold Murdoch is now a top six NHL forward. Twenty six points in twenty seven games. Some of those nights, he was your team's best player. Are you surprised how good he was once he came up? Uh, yeah, I mean, he was a great surprise, and you need surprises. You know, certainly um, he was a very talented player in his draft class. He went in the first round, um, you know, and then uh, we didn't get a chance to see him in training camp this year. Obviously, he practiced uh, um, uh, but he, you know he had the injured hand and he wasn't wasn't cleared to play a preseason game. So we sent him right down to the American Hockey League. He got off to a great start. I think he scored a goal uh, in his first four games, four goals in four games, and and then he and then he got he got uh, injured again and and um, um, but played good, played good. And when we coming through the Christmas break, we you know we lost at home five to one to Calgary. We felt. Uh, needed to try to do something to to give our team a boost and uh, we brought up Kyler from uh, from Bakersfield and had an immediate impact on our on our team and it also allowed um, coach Tippett you know to to to, to break up uh, Connor and Lee onto separate lines you know so that we had a little more depth of scoring so certainly his you know Yamo's um Coming to Edmonton was really probably a, a, a big key in us being able to the second half of the season um, taking another step. He's like to your point, he's a top six forward. They're hard to find top six forwards, and uh, when you get a point a game in the National Hockey League, I think he was plus 15 or plus 20, and he's a and he's a very very high plus. Um, those are impressive stats. So certainly he was a big factor in our in our in our in our team taking a step. Uh, from Christmas on, Ken, in your role, I would assume you have to look at things from a thirty, you know, from thirty thousand feet. Uh, we all want to see, you know, the continuation of the series or the season at some point, even if it means playing games in July and August and September. But you have to look beyond this year as well. Has that uh, process already started in terms of maybe you know some some players? Uh, that are organizational property that are playing elsewhere right now, not North America. And part two, um, have you already started to model a bit in terms of potential salary cap or what the number might come in, uh, given the fact that, uh, you know, it's pretty clear we could be having a little bit different economical outlook on the league moving forward here? Well, I, Bob... Um you know, we're doing conference calls once a week with our pro scouts. Um, they're doing some video scouting, and then once a week they get a different team and they, they and players, and 
Um, so if you've got an area, you've got the you've got the northeast. Well, they're taking teams from the southwest and and they're crisscrossing. So they're seeing teams that they haven't they don't see on a regular basis. And we're having conference calls, you know, more so for you know it's free agents when 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 they're when the off season does come, talking about free agency. You know, I would say to you, Bob, as a general manager, you know, as you. You build your team in the summertime, last summer, and you start to get into October and November. You know, your sights turn then to are we going to play our way into being a buyer or a seller at the trade deadline? And you, know, you try to make the, the odd move along the way if you can. If, if uh, you know, and I'm, and I'm talking October, November, December, but there's not a lot of those trades. And then once you get by the trade deadline, you know, I think a general manager's focus is watching my watching the team how they're going to play but now you're sort of pushing ahead to prepare for the off season um and your pro scouts are out looking at players for for you know teams that you, you might think are looking for to do trades uh free agent players uh, europe you know the european free agent market um you know you just start to, to, to hone in on that so uh, that's that's always ongoing, and, and as from a cap standpoint, Bob, nobody knows nobody knows where we're going. I'm just sort of modeling around the same number they had told us in the March general managers meetings that they projected the cap to be 84 to 88. Obviously, uh, nobody knows now what's gonna what's what's gonna happen. Uh, so I'm just sort of modeling uh, the uh, the cap around the same, but 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 I, yeah, I'm waiting for direction um, at some point in time down the road. To, to, to really make a plan on how we're going to go forth. Ken, I'm going to get specific on three European players that are Oilers' property right now, three drafted Oilers' players. Philip Robert, along with uh, uh, Philip Berglund, uh, they both play for the same team in Sheleftia, and Marcus Niemelainen. Now, I know, I believe it was Jim Matheson reported, uh, Broberg will be staying uh, in Sheleftia for another year, is that correct? Yeah, I did. Talk, I talked to Broberg's agents, uh, his, his, Darren Ferris, uh, about a week ago, and a, two weeks earlier, I talked to um, his uh, Phillips European agent and said that Shalaftia wanted to sign him to a contract for 2021. Um, I asked uh, his Euro agent if, if was he happy there. He, the agent was very happy. Said Philip was very happy. Um, so, so yeah, we, we we're going to leave him in, in, in Shalaftia for 2021. Okay, and has any final decision been made on Niemelainen and Berglund? I believe Berglund has signed. It was reported on uh, Elite Prospects that Berglund had signed a uh, two-year extension in uh, Schleft, or over. It might not have been with Schleft. It might have been with a different. Lynchoping. Maybe Lynchoping. He signed a two-year yes. deal in Lynchoping. Uh, yep. The coach that he used to have a couple of years ago has um, gone to Lynchoping. He wants to go with him. So he he signed there. We are talk. We are we are, we have had communications, uh, talked about a contract extension. Right now, there's no agreement in place, uh, international agreements. So we'll continue to uh, continue to talk um, with both Nima Linen and um, and and, uh, and and Berglund. Both both uh, both had good seasons over there. They played regular. You know, they're 22, 23 years of age, um, and uh, they're defensemen. A defensemen are hard to hard to find so uh um we are we are we are talking about signing both both players do they stay in europe next year do they come over those are also conversations we're we're having 
and obviously we really can't do much until uh, an, 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 an agreement is placed, but we are talking about signing to, to the agents for both players, and we are talking about uh, um, uh, uh, NHL contracts going forward. Uh, I know there's been a bunch of AHL, ECHL signings. Uh, you're going to have some expiring contracts moving forward. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but would there be an appetite to maybe sign a couple higher-end American Hockey League forwards uh, for next season on NHL deals, which might cost you a little bit more money just to beef up? Uh, they had some challenges down there uh, in Bakersfield and, and also maybe look for a little bit more experienced goaltender as well as a sort of a, a number three organizational goaltender. Yeah, Bob, the answer, if you're, you're asking me to look and are we looking to spend more money, the answer is yes. Uh, we just had a conference call here earlier this week, um, Jay Woodcroft, Keith Gretzky, and myself, um, uh, about the very topic that you're talking about. I think it's important that, you know, you, when you look at Bakersfield a year ago, when they made the playoffs, they'd won 18 straight, um, and, and they went into the second round of the playoffs. Bouchard got to join them. Bouchard played eight or nine playoff games. Those are good things for the... Um, for the organization your young players are playing meaningful games down in the stretch run of a season and they're playing into playoff games so it was a disappointing year this year i think that uh, injuries had a, were a lot of the disappointment but but certainly some of the players probably that we had hoped to uh, didn't play quite to the level that they had the year before so we are uh, having those conversations about um, um trying to go out maybe sign uh, two or three um Real top-end American League players to uh, to make that team a little bit deeper and a little bit uh, a little bit better um, for a whole variety of reasons. To be competitive, to be to to have an environment where young players are playing. You know, we signed uh, Raphael Lavoie, who's a second rounder. He's leaving junior. He's turning pro. McLeod is down there. Obviously, Bouchard is going to come to camp trying to earn a spot in. Um, in uh, in Edmonton, so is Samarukov. Not everybody's going to earn a spot in Edmonton. So you want to. I think it's important for the organization that uh, Bakersfield is competing for a for a for a playoff spot down there. So we want to make that team a little bit deeper and a little bit better. Ken, uh, we appreciate you taking time to join us here on Oilers Now. I know it's tough because we are in a pause and uh, we're at the mercy of, frankly, a far bigger issue right now. Uh, hopefully we get a chance to talk about a, an Oilers playoff run maybe a little bit uh, further into the uh, late spring, early summer. Thank you for your time, Ken. Thanks, thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Ken. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Holland. He is the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. It is 151 in Edmonton, and we'll check out for two minutes. This is Oilers Now. 
subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 153 in Edmonton again. Uh, special thanks to uh, Andre Brin with the Oilers, as well as Sean May, Kate Doyle for helping us uh, coordinate. Ken Holland, the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, two o'clock today, there's a conference call with Darnell Nurse. We'll have some of that audio tomorrow. That will also appear tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation from Royal Pizza which uh, definitely still up and running, uh, delivery and takeout, is the Mediterranean chicken. To this day in Oilers history, we already prefaced this earlier in the show. Uh, one of, how many we got uh, at the 630 Ted Studios these days? Are, are we down to, a, I mean, basically, we got to have the engineers and the operators in. Uh, Brendan, so how many guys are hanging around there these days? Yeah, my understanding is between upstairs and downstairs, so that's our AM stations and our FM stations, we've gone from 60 to about 10. And now we're weaseling our way down from 10 to more like 5 at the station. Wow, wow. All right, what do you got for me back on this day, 1986? A pretty big one as Wayne Gretzky assists on Marty McSorley's 11th of the season to win his second consecutive, pardon me, sixth, not second, sixth consecutive Art Ross trophy. The Oilers beating the Canucks 3-2 at Pacific Coliseum. Gretzky's 215 points are the single season points record, as are his 163 assists from this same year. Yeah, it's uh, crazy, crazy stuff just in terms of what he was able to accomplish. Coming up uh, today at 3.05 on 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye, uh, Jalen is going to be talking to the president of the Canadian Medical Association, Dr. Sandy Buckman, uh, about COVID-19 and Canada's response. Again, uh, that occurs at 3.05 today. Tomorrow on Withers now. We've uh, referenced this a bit in the show already. Uh, longtime Edmonton-based agent uh, Rich Winter will be uh, joining us. Um, and uh, it's going to be a different conversation, trust me, uh, it, than maybe what you're used to on hockey. Um We'll also have uh, Lorna Schultz-Nicholson on. Uh, She's a a prolific writer, and uh, we'll be talking about some of the best hockey books out there that you could possibly read uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic with a lot of people obviously at home, working from home, and some of the top children's books out there as well. And uh, Lorna has written several uh, children's books over the years. And Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Again, uh, special thanks to today's guest, Caleb Dahlgren, on the two-year anniversary of the Humboldt Broncos bus tragedy, Oilers General Manager Ken Holland, and John Shannon. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Stay safe, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.